0: Welcome to Food Farms and Chefs radio show, where we highlight everyone from the top industry leaders to startups and farmers that make it all possible with chef Jean Blom and photojournalist Amaris Pollock.
1: Hi, and welcome to Food Farms and Chefs. We are very, very excited to introduce all of you to Alex Nalbandian, who is the owner of Iron Oven in Bucks County. So, welcome to our show, Alex.
2: Thank you. I'm glad you said my last name correctly. You're one of the few.
1: (laughs) Ah, yes. That said, let's introduce you to our our listeners and to anyone out there who has not heard of you and has not heard of your history because you are very familiar with the restaurant industry. But I don't want to spoil alert. So let our listeners know how you came about owning Iron Oven, but also, you know, where you grew up.
2: So, yeah, so the restaurants in Southampton, Pennsylvania, a little bit uh, north of northeast Philly, right near the border. We had a pizza shop that a lot of people knew in the uh, Longcrest area, Longdale area for 37 years. My dad had it for. I ran it for about 10 years uh, towards the end of that. Uh, and then an opportunity came in Upper Southampton. It used to be known as uh, Kenny's for about 50 years or so. And then uh, we bought it off of uh, another restaurant that was there. And we've been there for five and a half years now going really strong. It's uh, going really well and been really fortunate to have, you know, the success we've been having and to have the customers that we have just been is uh, we've been lucky. So
1: not just lucky, but it also takes, you know, a set of skills to yeah. in order to like run and own a business, especially with consistency and everything else. But um, I mean, you do obviously have the history in the restaurant industry because, you know, you grew up in the in the re- restaurant um, business and you, Then took over, but you also went to school and graduated from um, Penn State Abington with a business degree. Um, So I'm sure that adds to your ability or your capabilities of running and owning your business.
2: Yeah, I mean, I ran, as I said, I ran my dad's shop for 10 years before this. And, you know, I'd like to say, I guess I learned on the job kind of from there. You know, made a, made a lot of mistakes there, but I uh, learned from it. And, you know, I'm not going to, I'll even say I made a lot of mistakes in the beginning of this restaurant as well. But over time, you know, you just keep improving every single day, every single week. And, uh, you know, every single year, I could literally sit here and tell you that we've improved hugely from even from last year to this year. So far, it's, you know, you just got to keep improving and giving the best to uh, the customers and everything else will fall, you know, fall into place. You know, they'll follow you from there. Of course.
1: Now, I am curious because obviously with your history in the the industry, have you brought any of your father's or your parents recipes or menu items into your restaurant just to like add add an homage to what they did and what you grew up
2: with? Now, not everything exactly. uh, We put a lot of twists in it. We upgraded a lot of ingredients as well i mean you can start with the mozzarella cheese you know my dad would use a cheddar blend kind of what a lot of pizza places use and i decided to switch that to grande mozzarella which is the top tier mozzarella that you can get anywhere and you say that name and everybody knows what it is so i mean that's one instance uh the the basis for a lot of our uh, pizza sauce and marinara sauce is the same still uh with just a little bit more ingredients to give it a little bit more flavor the strombolis that my dad was known for for 37 years the dough uh again it's pretty much close to the same but we added a few more ingredients a little bit more to give it a little bit more uh, uh flavor a little bit more uh, crunchiness to it which is why it's you know it's one of our top selling items so um other than that i think uh a lot of customers can agree with me the things that we kept the same were the chicken tenders uh the cheesesteak meat that we use and um i think that's it really the the, the chicken tenders oh onion rings that's it the onion rings <laughs> And if I change, I changed those one time, like just because they were out of it during COVID times or whatever, and people were going to cut my head off. So <laughs> I was going to doing there.
3: So yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, because people get very adamant about, especially like chicken fingers yeah. and cheesesteaks. I, yeah. I mean, I, I know that I like a good onion ring, but I definitely get a little out of pocket with, uh, you know, cheesesteaks, like. And I recommend, you know, if he, if I'm if I'm you know out with somebody and you know I run a come across somebody who's asking for recommendations, I will recommend a good cheesesteak. So yeah, I'm okay. you know I am curious. What do you use? Like ribeye or?
2: Uh, actually, so the trend right now is the ribeye. <clears throat> you can go anywhere, you go to um, uh, any of the popular Steves, uh, you go to Curly's, anywhere like that. They're all using the same one, which is uh, it's about it's a ribeye. It's more fatty. It's more thicker uh, we actually use a sirloin steak. So ours is more, it's less fatty, uh, chopped up a little bit more. And honestly, it's just two tales of two different people. You know, some people love the rib. I love the fattiness of it. And I understand that, you know, it is what it is, you know, that's what people like. And, uh, but for me, you know, we get ours from a local farm in media. Uh, so every week we get it delivered from them. Um, and it, you know, it's, it's fresh, it's, you know, made here in uh, Pennsylvania and, uh, you know, we just follow that. My dad's literally used it since, since I was like a baby, literally. So um, it's been the same recipe and uh, they've been, it's quality. It is really great quality. So that's why I stuck with it and it's been working. A lot of people love it. It's Cheese are actually are out of everything. If you look at items individually, mm. cheese steak is the most sold item in our restaurant right now. So, oh wow! And <laughs> yeah. I
1: and I was gonna say like because you you also cater to like not just you know the meat eaters carnivores um you you know and omnivores you have some vegan options too on your med- menu.
2: A few. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, not too much because there's just it's not it's not enough it's not enough demand for it to do it. I mean, obviously there are some people who do it and sometimes we do try to do it. There's some items that we can, but, um, the big one is that we see that is demand for is gluten free. Mm -hmm. So we really do a lot of different gluten free items. I mean, our most popular is the cauliflower crust pizza, um, which is a huge hit. people who don't even have a gluten allergy literally order it just because it's a lot healthier than a regular pizza. Yeah. And it's, it's good. (laughs) So, um, but there's a lot of different dishes, entrees, um, salads, sandwich, every a lot of different things that we can make gluten free as long as we're known ahead of time, yeah. And we structure it in a way to do that for for people who, especially for the people who have celiac disease, you know that that's tough to to live with. So, um, you know, we that, that that's our biggest thing there. I, I would put over anything.
1: Yeah, and I mean, not for nothing, but you also offer like special specials, um, that are like month long run. And so I was looking at your specials online. I can't remember it off the top of my head now, but um, I was looking at your specials for th- the month of February. And I was like, ooh, I-, I think I wanted to order like everything that was on it.
3: <laughs>
2: it's it's a lot of work. You know, a lot of restaurants, they do like weekend specials or weekly specials. For me, you know, I-, I tell my chefs this too, and I tell anyone else who, you know, we bring in. For me, there's a lot of different things you can do with specials. One, you could test it out for new menus in the future, which we do two new menus every year, one coming up uh, next month in March and the other one in roughly around September, both mid, mid months. Um, so we test out new items for that cooks know how to make it recipes already in everyone. It, it's so much easier. You just poured it over and they already know how to make it. It's easier for them. Um, and the, you know, with that, we'll see how much it sells. Do people like it or people liking the recipe or people liking that item on the menu? Like, you know, we, we get a lot of feedback from that. I mean, this month, as you said, you know, we have spicy crab rolls. We have the coconut shrimp. Both of those things sold out four different days, or three different days, two different.
1: I don't know, yeah, but three, I will. I will three say three the coconut
2: sold out already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the the coconut shrimp, like, and and the yeah. crab rolls were definitely like drawing me, in. and um, I some of the pizzas, like, yeah. it was. I I was looking, and then the desserts. Oh. The desserts.
2: <laughs> Strawberry creme du is this month. Uh, so we uh, we torch it in-house and uh, make everything fresh every single day. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the specials do really. This month's specials, so far, uh, like, it's a huge seller. So we were doing really well. So there's a lot of things on this menu that we'll take, put it for next month's menu, and do it, you know, uh, full-time. Uh, yeah. You know, we have the lobster bisque going on as well right now. And, uh, you know, we make everything fresh, scratched from it downstairs, and we do it pretty much every day or every other day. And, you know, that's what people, people want, you know, you want fresh things you want frozen things that we just throw in a fryer and give it to you. So yeah, um, we really have, I mean, it's taken years. Don't get me wrong. It's taken a long time, but we really have a great schedule and a great routine of what we're doing. And every single day the prep team knows what they're supposed to do, how they're supposed to do it. Um, and it's just, you know, it's, it's just keeping everything together and keeping everything organized so that it is easy for everybody. Yeah. You do that and it all comes together. So, yeah.
1: Now, for your specials and your seafood specials, I know a lot of people use um, Samuel and Sons as their purveyors. Uh, yeah. But do you do you have to seek out like when you're when you're doing that? If you switch it up so vastly, do you have to like find a, a new purveyor for anything, or you know, do you just stick with um, purveyors that you're you're? that are known to you
2: so right now we have really great partnerships with both uh cisco and u.s foods so we use their seafood companies and their meat companies uh that are partnered with them to do you know to do everything our seafood right now is it depends i guess what you're ordering which where we're ordering what all the seafood we get is from different places uh but our fresh seafood that we get is from uh uh Restelli's in uh, South Jersey. Yeah. So we're we're bringing all those in. Uh we're getting uh, all our steaks from there, our ribeye, fillet, uh New York strip and we get the top tier steaks. You, you you know, these are the things that you see in Capital Grill and all these other things like I don't I don't I don't I'm not going to serve someone that I wouldn't eat myself and that's how I just always am and you know it costs more money yeah but at the same time people you taste it the second you eat it you know what it is i i can't hide that you can spice it up all you want but if the quality is not there it's it's not there and that's not what i do you know for me i'd rather sacrifice a little bit of money to give that quality and it's worked i mean you know we're, we're we're packed every single night almost and uh Again, as I said, you know we're we're lucky that all the customers love it so much and they're coming back. And uh, you know that it's just what you do. You try to get the best quality you can. Things literally that you would get at a high end steakhouse is what we're bringing in. Yeah. And you know it, it it works and people love it and that's why it's been successful. Of course.
1: Now, given that you know you're you're you talked about quality, um, quality ingredients, in a quality atmosphere. I know that, you know, the big Valentine's Day galantine. Galantines is coming up too. Like, do you have any events or any specials that like, I obviously you have your month long specials, but do you have any kind of special event that you're hosting for Valentine's Day?
2: No, actually, I, I really don't because our, my specials for the month, you know, even next month for St. Paddy's Day and everything like that. Um, we really cater that more towards that holiday. Mm-hmm. So really like, and A lot of people, like what I've noticed over the years, like they don't, sometimes they can't go out on Valentine's Day. Sometimes they want to go before, sometimes they want to go after. And if you have just a special Valentine's Day, they're missing out on that as well. Yeah. So for me, I I really make it an all all month thing because why make it one day when, you know, you do it all month long. So, you know, um, I do know that a good customer of mine is doing a Galentine's Day uh, uh, this Saturday coming up. Uh, So all her girlfriends, there's like 50. 50 girls coming in, then all their husbands are going to the other bar. So. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, they, they do that every year. So that, that's always fun. Um, so that's, uh, that's pretty much any lady can come in and, and do that. So that that's on Saturday. Um, and no, uh, next month, like for St. Patty's day, uh, we usually don't, but I'm actually partnering up with a uh, charity that one of my workers, uh, one of my bartenders, uh, is running a uh, dream drive. And, uh, they are, um, we're doing a raffle basket for St. Patrick's day. So all day for brunch for St. Patrick's day, we're giving out raffles and uh, all this and uh, raising money for a charity that day. So, you know, it's a good day. You know, everyone's going to come out for uh, breakfast, uh, drink a little bit, uh, get a lot of raffles, have some fun. And, uh, you know, we'll be raising a lot of money for charity that, that month.
1: And I'm glad you mentioned that because I know you, your family kind of has a history of giving back to the community and that you, you wanted to continue that tradition. So I was just going to actually pitch the the question of how you give back to the community. um, To you.
2: There's, There's a lot of different things. I honestly, one thing not even just just in the restaurant just mean personal like i really love giving things to people and just seeing them happy like that for me i always tell everyone i don't need anything you you just i do that for somebody and that that's enough for me so you know it's 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 always great you know every week every day you know we do uh, uh different like uh, fundraisers. they come in they spend money like someone like a family will come in uh then that check will donate 15 to like the school or something like that so we do we give gift cards pretty much every single week to a lot of different uh, schools, a lot of different charities in the area. Um, so we do we do a lot. I mean, it, it's it's pretty regular. Let's just put it like that. Uh, and then you know we donate a lot to police departments, fire departments. Uh, I have very strong ties with the Philadelphia Police Department, um, especially uh, you know the second second district cops that were in the Rising Sun district that came into our pizza shop. You know we would. Uh, it, it would be my dad's thing. He would no matter what they order, they would just charge him five bucks every single time. <laughs> it, it, it was like this thing. So you, they could get like two pizzas, it'll be like five bucks. So you know, he, he, you know, he, he did that whole thing. And uh, you know, we we do a lot with uh all the police departments. I know I think it was last year, if I'm not mistaken, we donated food to every single police and fire department in um pretty much in the in the area of Warrington, all the way to Warrington, Huntington Valley, uh, Philadelphia, Upper Southampton, uh, you know, pretty much every department in the area. And, uh, you know, it's just things like that that I do, uh, you know, from time to time. And, you know, it's just, I, I enjoy doing it. So, you know, they, they deserve everything, uh, you know, that we're, you know, that, you know, they deserve all that. So, uh, you know, just something I like doing.
1: Of course. Now, in the last three minutes or so that I have on you on for, um, is there something that you would like to, you know, advise anybody out there who is looking to get into the restaurant business or, you know, run or become a chef? (laughs) uh,
2: If you're getting into that business, your number one thing, no matter what, before anything, is managing people it isn't cooking. It isn't ordering. It isn't, uh, talking to guests, it's managing people. And that is number one before anything, if you do not know how to do that, it's going to, it's going to really make it very hard for you to enjoy what you're doing. Um, you know, you just, you got to learn how to do it and how to handle it. And, you know, for me, I have 60 employees roughly and every single one has a different temperament. Every single one has a different <clears throat> attitude as a different, uh, you know, different life story that's going on, and you need to make sure that you can juggle all of it. Because if you can't, it will run you down real quick, and it, it's not easy. It isn't easy at all. I won't sit here and say it is. You have to love it in order to do it, and if you if you really think you love it, it's something like for me. I pretty much did it my whole life, and that's why I, you know that's why I think uh, I got through a lot of stressful times where. You know, you thought about quitting. You thought about, like, is this right? Like, I don't, can I handle this? And it, that's what really gets you through. And, and, and there, there will be a lot of times like that. And, you know, managing people's number one uh, before anything. That, that really is what it is. And learning how to deal with people, that is number one before anything. And I'm sure any, honestly, any business that you're running, it doesn't matter if it's a restaurant or anything, that is what they'll tell you first. And, Once you get that down, you know, everything else, you use your skills for the restaurant or it'll come with it. But managing people is uh, not everyone's built for it and you got to learn. And honestly, I, I didn't know how to do it in the beginning either. I learned and you know, that, that's where I am now. And you know, it takes time and you got to stick with it. So that managing people is probably the number one. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, with that advice um, I will manage this uh, interview and, Ask you to let our listeners know where they can find you online because um, I think you also offer catering services um, and, you know, obviously your event space and so in person as well. So,
2: yeah, you can find us uh, Iron Oven West uh, website. Uh, you can Google Iron Oven; you'll find it there. Uh, Facebook is there, Instagram is there. Um, everything on our, is everything's on our website. Catering parties. Uh, you can email us through there. Uh, my manager will get back to you with all of our details and everything that you need to know. Uh, we just did a uh, bridal shutter yesterday uh, for for someone, uh, one of our customers uh, yesterday. So that went out pretty well. We'll put pictures up of that. Uh, I don't know if my wife did already, but she will soon. Um, do a lot of catering uh, a lot of different trays and you know we, we even do same day uh, catering as well if you know you're in a bind uh, we, we have everything ready we get everything organized so that we are ready um you know we're located uh, at 1134 street road in southampton uh we have happy hour 4 to 6 monday through friday um with a lot of great deals honestly and as as you said specials every single month and a new drink menu every season so every three months we have a new drink menu all new drinks and uh my my managers take their time to really come up with uh really really crazy drinks and really stuff that sells very well so uh you know it's that's everything
1: all right well thank you so much alex for joining us on food farms and chefs and i hope to see you at some point in time but for now we have to take a quick
0: break To become a sponsor of Food Farms and Chefs and have your business or event promoted on two radio stations in Philadelphia that play on Tuesdays during drive-time radio and on a station in New York on Fridays at 1 p.m., you can email us at foodfarmsandchefs at yahoo.com, ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com, or arpolykus at gmail.com. Hi, and welcome back to Food Farms and Chefs, and I am very happy to introduce
1: all of you to Hugh Huang, who is the GM at Blue Sunday ben Salem. Hugh, welcome to Food Farms and Chefs.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: No problem. So obviously this is not your first uh, rodeo per se in opening up a, uh, a restaurant and running it. But... Let our listeners know some of your history. How did you get into becoming a GM? Has that been your path, uh, career path the entire time? Um, And where you studied?
3: Yeah, so let's start from the beginning. I never really intended to be in the restaurant business, but uh, sometimes life just takes you to anywhere it wants, basically. (laughs) But uh, I started off in, uh, I went to school in, Buffalo University at Buffalo for finance. I graduated with a finance major. I intended to go into the corporate field. Um, I actually, after graduation, I went to I went to IT. I wanted to do IT finance. Okay. So I went to I went to IT. Worked for NYU Langone Health in New York City for a year, and then um, while working there, um, I. I was talking to a few of my friends who were in the, uh, restaurant business. They were like, Hey, I have this opportunity for you to go into a restaurant business there. They were in talks about opening up blue Sunday. Um, so while working in corporate, I just, I feel like I can climb the corporate ladder waste my time and climb the corporate ladder or I can take the risks and just jump into a restaurant business and see where it takes me. And I just decided to, hey, I'm still young. (laughs) If it doesn't work out, I can always fall back on my finance uh, degree. Yeah. So I took that, I took that jump, went into a restaurant business, started off, um, I didn't start off with Blue Sunday Right Way. I think I trained up around four restaurants before I went to Blue Sunday, before Blue Sunday opened up. So I was in the Maryland area for around a year, just um, training at different restaurant. Um, And I trained at the Blue Sunday in Maryland for three months. And then after that, I went to another restaurant and then Blue Sunday opened up. And I think Blue Sunday opened up around December. I was here in the Ben Salem area in August, getting everything set up and ready. And then we open in December. Yeah.
1: Oh, wow. And now blue, what is blue Sunday? And you know, what do they offer? Because not everybody is going to know what blue Sunday is.
3: Yeah. So blue Sunday. um, So blue Sunday originated from the first store is from uh, Bowie, Maryland. So we, we took a lot of inspiration with seafood, but we still stuck to the American Bar and Grill. It's American Bar and Grill with sea a lot of seafood inspired dishes and then a little Asian fusion on the side too. So a little of everything for everyone.
1: And I mean I I I love both. And I'm a huge um, consumer of everything. Asian, so I I love Indian food. I love um, I love you know curry dishes. I love um, Thai. That's what I was trying to think of. I love Thai food. I love Vietnamese food. I love if you put something in front of me that is you know falls under Asian cuisine, I will consume it and probably want to lick the plate. Uh, <laughs> sushi. And I do know that um, some of your blue, I don't know if your blue Sunday offers sushi or not. Um, I did look on the menu and it it looks like it varies between the different locations.
3: Yeah. So <coughs> at the Ben Salem location, unfortunately, we don't offer sh- uh, sushi at this location because we have a few other sushi restaurants in the area. That is our restaurant too. So we don't want to compete with them. Um, but we at the buoy location and the other stores, the other three or four store that we're opening up, there's going to be a sushi option. Okay. Yeah. So,
1: um, so take us through the menu because I, I, you know there's a, a variety for people to choose yeah. from.
3: Yeah, pe- like uh, bar and grill is in our name. We have bar food. We have grill food, burger, wings. But then we also have, if you want a nice day night, we also have the lamb rack. We have uh, jumbo crab cakes, mini crab cakes, uh, and if you want like a little Louisiana taste of Louisiana, we have the seafood boil, the uh, gumbo soup. Yeah, and then the Asian fusion side, we have the general sh- so Singapore noodle. Um, for Asian side, we um, we don't have only like Chinese. Like we have Singapore. And the other location have Japanese, sushi, and then Chinese.
1: Yeah. So I know that it's relatively new still, but um, are you guys, you know, celebrating? Because you had said if you want a date night, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Are you guys running any specials for Valentine's Day?
3: Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. We actually do. We have um, we have a special uh, for entrees. So usually our entrees are... Uh, if you want a steak, you have to. You only get steak, but right now we're offering like a combo where you can get lobster and steaks, oh, or lobster and lamb, or lobster and beef short rib. So a combination of both, mm-hmm. and you can get two entrees for seventy dollars for two, for a couple. And that- then also we have thirty percent off all wines, glass and bottles. No, is that so? Just yeah,
1: just for Valentine's Day, or is that throughout the month? Just for
3: Valentine's Day.
1: Okay. Um, And do you offer any other specials? Because I know that you have a relatively extensive bar menu. And, you know, like, so do you offer anything like where there's pairing or chef's tasting or anything to that matter?
3: As we, um, yeah, we're uh, constantly having uh, new events, uh, new promotion for uh, 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 holiday specials. Like Mardi Gras, we also have 20% off um, the seafood boil for Mardi Gras, which is February 13th, mm-hmm. and also 20% off the large gumbo. And the seafood boil is enough. After the discount, the seafood boil is around $48, and it's enough for two people. And it's it's a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could imagine. We, we have a lot of, of customers say it's uh, the entree, It's a lot of food. And everyone just asks for two-go boxes (laughs) because they can't finish it. Yeah. And they still, even when they bring it home, they're like, oh, wow. Even after they microwave it, it tastes great.
1: So just out of curiosity, because I've done seafood boils where you choose, like, the different um, ingredients, like, the sauces or whatever that, you know, they boil it in. Are you able to, like, sit down and, you know, if I were a customer coming in and I wanted to have that seafood boil, would I— you know, be given an option as to what flavors to add to it?
3: So our seafood boil is already uh, uh, the way the chef, I'll have Chef Elson prepare it, is how he wants the customer to taste it. Okay, uh, That's uh, that's how all our dishes are. Um, when customer comes in and asks for a little adjustment, we can make it, but uh, preferably it's, when you start changing the dishes, it's not how the chef intended for it to taste. Gotcha. But I like understand if you that. want like yeah, but if you want like the seafood boil to come with uh, sausages, we can add that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I've ever come across like somebody who's added in sausage, but I will say that um, that you know enjoying something the way that the chef prepares it is one of the joys that you can you can have in life because they're putting love into that item and you know thought and so what is presented in front of you is presented as almost like a gift like this is a gift for you to
3: enjoy (laughs) yeah um yeah our, our head chef elson is very talented he he puts every dish he just the way he garnish it make sure the customer the way he present the dish is just We get a lot of compliments on it. And when you get a chance, you should come by and you'll see what I'm talking about.
1: Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) And I'm not the only person that loves seafood. I have friends that I can bring along too, (laughs) especially if it's the seafood boil. But I mean, I'm sure like no matter what I would order from you guys, I would probably enjoy because I love seafood. I love steak. But I love the fact that you're a restaurant that offers food that say you're going with somebody and they can't have the seafood because there are people with allergies, they can come with you because there is a whole large selection of other items that they can enjoy at your restaurant.
3: Yeah, we we do offer a variety of options. It's it's for everybody, yeah. So you can choose. Uh, if you don't like this, you, you're going to like something else.
1: Yeah. So... Let's switch it up and, and go to your bar menu because I, I know that, you know, you have a, a good selection of bottled wines, of um, bottled, you know, beers and whatnot and different cocktails that you offer. Because I was looking it up and I'm like, I think you also offer sapori, um, which is, is, you know, popular as well. So why don't you talk a little bit about the
3: bar menu? Uh Yeah, so for the beer side, we actually offer 20 type of beers. I believe we have uh, around uh, 10 domestic uh, beers, and then we have 10 IPAs. And we're constantly seasonal. We have seasonal stuff, the popular stuff. And we're always updating the beer recommendation um, according to uh, what customer wants, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. and for the cocktail menus, we we can make your basic cocktail, and then we have our signature drinks with it, which is Blue Sunday Potion, Coco Melon, very vibrant in color, um, bring a different taste. Uh, some uh, bring a different taste to your taste bud, you know.
1: <laughs> of course. Now, do you also offer catering options or private events?
3: Uh catering currently we're not doing catering, but we are we do have a private party room up to 40 people where you can have your own space for your own event. Um right now we don't have an exact pricing for uh event. It's just as you order or whatever you order, that's that's it.
1: Okay. So there's not like so it's just per plate or you know. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, that's, that's also a good thing because then you know ahead of time you could look on, on the, the menu and you know exactly what you're going to get for whatever the price is. So yeah. um, would that be something where if somebody wanted to order or have a party, they could order ahead of time of, you know, or organize with you or somebody else at the restaurant um, a select <clears throat> menu items for their party?
3: Yeah, we can always work uh uh, work with big parties and see what works for them, and uh, uh, and we we can always work something out, talk something out about that.
1: Yeah, I mean that's always a good thing. Yeah. And you know, looking forward to not just you know Valentine's Day and St. Patty's Day and Mardi Gras. Um, moving forward, do you guys plan on having any kind of like happy hour? events or events um, in the near future to celebrate anything or regular like get-togethers?
3: Yeah, for uh, I'm glad you mentioned happy hours because we actually have happy hour from uh, 3 to 7 every day. And then on Sundays, all day happy hour. So 3 to 11 on Sunday. And then we have late night happy hour, which is after 9 every day. So, you know, uh, if you are trying to find a place after nine, we're open here till Monday to Thursday. We're open till midnight. And then Friday, Saturday, we're open until 1 a.m. And then Sunday, we have to go home a little earlier. So but we're open until 11 p.m.
1: That's good to know, though, because not everybody, like everyone, I feel like a lot of places that offer Happy Hour only offer it Monday through Friday and sometimes not even Monday through Friday. Sometimes it's just Monday through Thursday. Um,
3: yeah, we offer it seven days a week. <laughs> and uh, and a late night.
1: Like for me, that's like, wait, what? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, where so Blue Sunday is located right in front of Parks Casino. So after you have your fun at the casino, you can always drop by. Yeah, a happy hour.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm always driving everywhere, so I know I've passed by that casino several times. So now I know I can go there and go to you guys, and not only eat something that's delicious, but also and you know have 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 a a cocktail to to end the night. One though, because I would have to drive home. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, our uh, our bartender are very talented. Uh, they they can, if you have a very specific drinks you want, they can cater and make that ex- exact drink you want until you're happy. You know.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I <laughs> I unfortunately I do have to let you go. So let our listeners know where to find you online and where to find you in person.
3: Yeah, um, so online, if you want the latest information, follow Instagram at uh, Blue Sunday Benselem. For We're on also on Facebook, uh, Blue, Blue Sunday Bensalem, or you can check out our website, bluesundaybargrill.com. And you can get updated information on there, or you can give us, a, if you want to make a reservation with us or just ask any questions, uh, you can give us a call at 215-883-9988. We're located right in front of Parks Casino. Our address is 3340 Street Row, Ben PA.
1: All right. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you for joining us, Hugh.
3: Yeah, thank you.
0: All right. And we will be right back after this short break. Rick Join us on Food Farms and Chefs radio show where we highlight everyone from top industry leaders to startups and the farmers who make it all possible with co-hosts Jean Blom and Amaris Pollock, with original episodes that debut every Tuesday at 6 p.m. on WWDB, 97.5 HD2 and at WWDBAM.com and on your smart speaker. Hi, and welcome back to Food Farms and Chefs. And
1: I have a sweet ending for this week's episode because I am introducing a startup company that is going to make waves, probably. And making waves definitely on campus, for sure. But I am with the owner of Velvet Cupcakes, Bari Maeda. yeah, (laughs) (laughs) And her... Well... your co-founder is not with you right now but no, uh um, Aline Alinez yes, my co Yeah. Yes. So um you this is not your first venture. You are definitely a, a budding entrepreneur because <laughs> I, I it took a little bit of of hunting down but I, I think <laughs> I think I may be one of
4: the select few that ha- is, is interviewing you for the first time. No, you're, you're right. Yes. Um, I actually started my first business when I was uh, 14 in high school, freshman year, Baked by Berry. Um, had that going on all of high school. Summer of my junior year, opened up a pop-up in Ala Shopping Center in Hawaii. Um, had 10 employees. It was a blast. Um, came to college, met Aline, and here we are starting our my second cupcake business. So, very excited. I'm very excited for you but I, I'm gonna
1: I feel like you kind of like flitted cr- across like the fact that you were 14 when you started your first business. Yeah. 14 and you had 10 employees. Like
4: at 14 I think I was babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> no, no no yeah it it was a buildup from that point. It's not like I had 10 employees right off the bat. Um baking since I was nine years old. So that that experience helped. Um and then decided I just wanted to do something a little more with it. I mean okay, so I and not to harp on that because
1: we will get into your current business. Mm-hmm. Um, but like did your parents help you out with building that business that rapport and you know hiring and firing? well, I hopefully you didn't have to fire anybody because <laughs> that is an unnerving process, but hiring people
4: for uh, your initial baked by Bari. Um, so my parents were extremely supportive. um, But on the business front, that was more um, me. So I hired all my employees by myself. I secured the lease. But um, where they did really come into play is, you know, like they my mom's um, brakes on her car actually wore out because she drove to Costco so many times with so much flour in her trunk that like her brakes were gone after like that summer. So um, extremely supportive parents. But in regards to like all the business stuff, that was mostly me.
1: How? okay? so as a youth. You were already tackling things that adults find difficult. So what was it like, you know, growing up and and learning these things? You know, did you have any kind of stumbling blocks or moments where, you know, you were like, oh, wait, I don't know how to do that? Because I know for me, I
4: find myself with a lot of that and I'm an adult. (laughs) No, for sure. There were there were a ton of stumbling blocks. Um, actually, although like in the end the store worked out well, you know, we grossed over a hundred thousand in the six weeks that we were open. That entire summer I got three hours of sleep every single night. You know, I was sleeping in my mom's car in the mall. Um, so definitely I'm coming into this second venture with a bunch of like lessons that I've learned from that first experience. Um, but it really wasn't a smooth road. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. now
1: we're gonna fast forward and you know, you're here in Pennsylvania learning um, at UPenn. So what is it like as a student, like as a student and running your own business? And how did you get into selling cupcakes again as a student still? <laughs>
4: Yeah. So um, I actually, when I came to Penn, I was like, you know, that cupcake thing was fun, but I don't think I'm going to do it again. But um, I met Aline. We were study buddies. And one day, one night we were studying for a stat midterm, which was actually like the next day. But instead we're like, oh my gosh, we should start a business together. So we created like this whole business plan. That, like our classrooms, like there's this huge whiteboard that we wrote like our entire plan out. Um, and so that's kind of how it started. Just been juggling classes in schools. Um, I have all my classes stacked on Tuesday, Wednesdays, Thursdays, so four day weekends every week, which makes things really manageable. So um, it's been a good time. Okay, so I mean, okay, I feel
1: like you're already leaps and bounds, but like, because again, I'm harking back to like when, I, not assuming anything on your your end, but like. When I was a student in college, I my focus primarily was just study, You know, getting up, going to school, studying, and then doing the homework. And but like very hyper focused on that. And I didn't like I don't even recall working. Um, I think yeah. I pet sat. <laughs> <laughs> like every so often, but like I have to say, I'm astounded by not 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 only just like your work ethic, like you know, balance, juggling like work and studying, which is you know basically going to school is kind of like a job because it's 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 a full time commitment. Um, And here you are building a business again for the second time at at a very young age. So I have to
4: applaud you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, It really helps that we we enjoy the work that we do. We don't sleep very much. You know, many nights we are up until like 4 a.m. Then we get up at 7 to either go to class or drop cupcakes off. But we truly enjoy the work that we're doing and we're excited to bring our cupcakes to Philly. I'm excited for you. On, and I was
1: looking at them, too, because they're not just, I mean, like, yes, they're cupcakes, but they're also
4: really, really cute cupcakes. Thank you. Thank you. We we put a lot of effort into, like, carefully decorating each one. You know, it takes, like, it take it can take five hours to create a new design for a cupcake, and then two of us are, like, on our hands and knees, like, putting details on and like little candies and should the chocolate be white or brown or pink. So um, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. I mean, have you ever thought to like recruit other
1: students to like help you with the baking process? Or is there like rules and regulations that you, you know, behind the scenes have to follow in in, in order to produce these?
4: So on the baking front, there are rules and regulations. Like Alina and I both are like food, have food handling certificates. However, we do have some friends that help us like on the business front, you know, whether that be like um, creating flyers or teaching us how to like use a camera. So actually our really good friend, Isaac, he is like instrumental um, to our whole business operation. So just want to give him a shout out there. So (laughs) it's not just the two of us.
1: Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Isaac, as well. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I mean... All right, given that you are studying, like how many hours, you said like you sleep only three hours or or something to that matter. Yeah. (laughs) How many hours are you dedicated to like the cupcake business versus like the studying? Because you're, you know, studying something that's instrumental in, you know, having a degree that's going to, that's difficult. And I know that there, you know, I
4: believe it's a, What is your degree in Um, Uh, finance? It's technically a bachelor BS in economics, but I'm concentrating in finance and marketing.
1: Yeah. So right there, it's already a lot. But then you're adding, you know, balancing all of that with, you know, start doing a startup with, yes, a co-founder. But um, that's a lot, a huge undertaking. So how do you balance um, time wise?
4: I don't know. Every day, it's just, we we do our the best that we can. You know, some it, it ranges from like three to maybe six on a good day. So it's not three every night. Um, Alina and I do work very well together. To I love working with her. She's like my absolute favorite person to work with. We do disagree, but uh, <laughs> I it's it's like like I kind of mentioned because we enjoy it so much. It it all works out in the end. You know, between the studying and and the baking and everything else that we have to do. No, the where you, cause I,
1: obviously you have your website um, and and whatnot, but like when you started baking, did you, was your primary marketing like based in, you know, student, fellow students that saw what you were doing or smelled what you were doing and were like, I want some.
4: (laughs) So it was, it's actually been challenging for us um, breaking into the Philly market because Obviously, like most of my customer base is in Hawaii, you know, like a whole ocean away. Um, so we've been working really hard to build out our Philly customer base. You know, we've been reaching out through to influencers and working to partner with them. Um, and then we also recently ran like a free cupcake day promotion where we dropped off like cupcakes to whoever signed up for our mailing list. So we plan to do more similar things just to build out um, our Philly customer base. That's
1: that I I applaud you for that as well. Um do you prep in like a prep kitchen
4: or are you like where are you preparing your cupcakes? So we operate out of a, a ghost kitchen. Um and then we could we plan to continue to do that even when we have a storefront because it is a very small footprint space. And out of okay, <clears throat> sorry,
1: out of your you said your, you know, large larger customer base right now is out of your Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um but with the expanding and trying to get more reach within the Philadelphia market, um, have you seen, you know, an uptake, an uptake on on that?
4: Yeah, for sure. Um, we really haven't offered that many cupcake days yet. So it's a little too early to tell, but the orders are definitely starting to pour in. We do deliver, which we're trying to, um, which we hope will decrease like the barrier to um, purchase. So... Um, we're at like our fourth cupcake day this Valentine's Day. Orders are still open, um, and there already has been a significant uptick in orders.
1: Yeah, and those are. Cu- what are your flavors for that too? Because I did look and see that, but I don't <laughs> want to be
4: the one answering this question. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Um, so flavors are strawberry, chocolate, raspberry, um, and red velvet. And the red velvet one, you can actually customize the sign on it. So if you want to send it to your loved one or significant other, you know, you can put their name on it, Happy Valentine's Day, and whatnot. And how is it delivered? Like, do you
1: have um, a ch- particular shipping co- company that, like, delivers
4: it? or Nope, nope. The two of us get in a zip car really early in the morning, and we drive around for, like, 15 hours, and... We get everything done. <laughs> oh wow. You are a very, very busy person. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's
1: it's a blast though. <laughs> I can imagine. And like, do you are you when you deliver them,
4: like are people do you like seeing the customers' reactions oh, to it? Yeah, no, I love it. It's like one of the best parts. It you know, it makes all the late nights super worth it. seeing how happy it makes people.
1: Yeah. So um you have obviously other flavors that are on your regular menu um and we'll get into that in a minute but how do you how do you come up with the flavors like do you have not so much a test kitchen but people that you're like drawing upon where you're like oh what do you think of this flavor you know try this
4: yeah so most of our flavors we have like 13 year round ones i developed that um when i was young like 14 when i was starting out um and through like my store i was able to really like try try them and like see if people actually like these flavors so that's how we got like proof of concept there and then in regards to our new flavors we usually work off of like recipe bases from our like full menu set so for example like the raspberry it's like a modified version of the strawberry and that's kind of how we create all our new flavors
1: gotcha and mm-hmm. you know do you have any like i'm okay so I'm militant about like buttercream. I like buttercream and I'm very, very particular with how it comes out. So Mm -hmm. um, do you, how much time do you spend on like focusing on the different flavors or whatnot? Like, cause I know that like previous um, companies that have come on with desserts, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll test it out and like there's different tweaks, like how many, how many tests, test runs did it take for you to get to like the perfect buttercream or the perfect cupcake base?
4: So, so many. So I actually developed this all in my parents' house um, because that's where I was living at the time. But gosh, it, it probably took like half a year um, to really cement those thirteen flavors that we have right now, because you know you add like a teaspoon more of salt and that changes everything, and the texture is off, but the taste is great. So um, it took a while, but I think I'm pretty happy with where we are right now. So, what are some of your like top selling flavors? Our top flavors um, are, I, in my opinion, I think it's the strawberry and the pistachio, just because those two are so unique. You know, you can't really find those um, at like a normal cake store.
1: Yeah. And I saw that online too and I was like, ooh, like <laughs> you sh- I wish you would have been there with my reaction when I'm like going through <laughs> the different flavors that you have and I was like I was like, ooh, and those two are the ones that I had the biggest reaction to. So it's oh, funny. that, Yeah, that's it's funny that you mentioned both of them because I was yeah. I was I was scrolling and I was like, ooh, strawberry. <gasps> oh, pistachio. <laughs> uh, yeah,
4: no, I think I think those are uh, at least my personal favorites. So.
1: Yeah. Have, do you ever mix it up and like do like the pistachio as a like a, a buttercream on top of like the strawberry or like, you know, something to that
4: matter? Yeah, um, I have before. I know a really popular one actually is the chocolate cake with vanilla frosting. People seem to really like that. Um, But we definitely plan to do more mix-ups going forward.
1: Yeah. And, um, okay, so the little candies and stuff like that, are you... Please tell me you're at least buying purchasing those little candies and little additives,
4: or are no. you baking? Oh no. no! Pretty much every single thing on those cupcakes we make. So all the little cookies that you see, all the the donuts on the um, Valentine's uh, red velvet one, we make ourselves. Wow. Chocolate on the strawberry. It's we have the molds and everything. The little uh, mini chocolate bar on the raspberry for Valentine's Day. We pour and mold ourselves. So we really try to make every single thing you see on those cupcakes ourselves. Wow. And I mean.
1: I wanna just I wanna say that the reason why I was saying that I was hoping that you actually purchase like I they were if you're if you're watching YouTube, like you'll see like my facial reactions. But if you're just tuning in on the radio, like you have no idea how intricate how these these are and how adorable they are. Cause you have like there, and like with the donuts, you literally, you literally put little sprinkles on it. Like you can see, know they're all hand placed. Yeah. I mean, I have, I am blown away by the fact that you, you create everything from
4: scratch. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: Um, and do you ever, have you ever thought to like
4: fill them? Yes, I have. I used to do that um, for like the strawberry and the chocolate, but people didn't seem to like it because, you know, you lose out on cake when you do that. But Mm -hmm. but if people are interested in filling, you know, we'd always be happy to revert to filling those cupcakes up or,
1: you know, because I know that people can order online. um, Are they able to call you in order
4: as well? Um, yes, but it is much easier to either call, uh, to email us or fill out the email form just so we have all the details right. This is true. And
1: do you offer catering? Because I know you can order, um, cupcakes through you, but do you offer like catering, like say somebody's having a birthday party or celebrating a wedding? Because, you know, my, uh,
4: I don't want to s- announce that online, uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: or, um, no, no,
4: no. I <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, So we do. The only thing is that um, because like we're so small right now, every batch we have to like tool up for. So we do need a minimum of 12 um, cupcakes per flavor in order to do catering because, you know, you can't split eggs. There's only so big of a, the batch has to be a certain size in order to bake properly. Um, but when we open our store, we will be able to do catering for just like five cupcakes. But right now there is that 12 um, cupcake minimum.
1: Yeah. Now, do you
4: have a projected like ETA of when you can open up the store or? Yes. Yes. So we're finalizing lease negotiations right now. Um, and we plan to be up and running like early to mid May. That's exciting. Exciting. That's
1: very exciting for you. Um, no, we're, we're
4: very excited,
1: yeah. Now, I'm now I'm curious is it going to be located, um, close in close park proximity to University City, or is it are you going to one of the suburbs?
4: So, the lease is not like executed yet, but right now, we really are looking at Center City, and we have a spot, um, that just have to get the details through and then we'll be up and running
1: yeah yeah that's why i was like i don't want to announce like the actual final obviously we can't announce the final location but um until everything's signed sealed and delivered but (laughs) but i'm like the the tentative we'll say the tentative you know uh location is in center city which is good
4: Yeah. No, we're we're very happy with the allocation.
1: Yeah. So are you are you planning on doing a big like announcement
4: or like a huge celebration or anything to that matter? Um, I think we're probably going to try, like, make a fun opening day, you know, maybe run a few promotions, free mini cupcakes, things like that, Um, just just to have a a nice little opening. But other than that, we haven't totally thought about it yet. If people have ideas, we'd love to hear them. So, of of course, (laughs) For <laughs> like collabs or something to that yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so,
1: in the last few moments that we you know have with you, what moving forward are you? Are we look? Can we look forward to outside of you having an actual you know location brick and mortar? Um, mm-hmm. Are you yeah. obviously for ordering for Valentine's Day? You said that that's still open, correct? Mm-hmm. That's right.
4: Yeah. Um, And then beyond that, we usually offer cupcake days where we'll deliver a set box of four cupcakes to your door. So um, we usually do that twice a month and then we hit all holidays. So uh, we'll have a St. Patrick's Day box rolling out, you know, Easter, Mother's Day, um, Father's Day. Our store will hopefully be open by then. But love holidays. Those are so fun. But even if you're just interested in our normal flavors, um, twice a month, those will be available. Okay, and I, I mean, as for sure,
1: I am 100% a chocolate on chocolate or <laughs> chocolate and peanut butter. It's, I don't know. I don't remember if you had that on, on your. Yeah. That's one of ours. Yeah. And, um, and the strawberry one, the pistachio one, like, oh, you had me salivating. I was oh, thank like, you,
4: thank you.
1: and the, and honestly, I'm like, I almost want to be able to order those cute little, uh, decorations like <laughs> separately. Cause it's, I mean,
4: they are so ornate, Thank you. Thank you. We really pride ourselves in, you know, the attention to detail and really getting every single placement of things right. Yeah. Well, I
1: appreciate what you do and I look forward to seeing it because I feel like you're going to go go big. Um, thank you. <laughs> I look forward to, to seeing you grow and I'll, of course, would love to bring you back on again um, when you when you open and, and whatnot to help you bolster that. But uh, for our listeners out there, where can they
4: find you online and where can they order Yep. Yeah, so our um, website is velvetcupcakesbakery.com. And then our Instagram is velvetcupcakesbakery. Um, and you can order on our website, email us at velvetcupcakesbakery at gmail.com. Um, so that's really the best way to reach us. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on Food Farms and Chefs.
1: Thank you, Amaris. I will, I, as I said, I will reach back out to you. But for now... Um, thank you for joining us on the show and stay tuned every single week for a brand new episode of Food Farms and Chefs.
2: To listen to the rest of Food Farms and Chefs, tune your HD radio to 97.5 WPEN HD2 or stream live from WWDBAM.com.